Episode 188. If you're listening to this and you have anything to do with CBS sports, soccer, anything, we own you. I'm going to tweet every day until somebody respond or block about if they're going to do a Black History Month thing on there. They got to get us. You know, it really sucks. Um, I'm trying to stall for Caesar to be able to look at the thing. He ain't even doing it. Uh, <laughs> now, I'm stalling so you can look at the topic, but... <laughs> You know, the only thing that's bad about our Twitter getting taken away when it did, which was all Caesar's fault, is that we, our Twitter our Twitter numbers are low, so we don't Man. look real on there. But I know some of them people remember us from before. They played us. They didn't give us that follow back. And also, I had to put on there established May 2017. And I always got to make it a point that we're, we're coming up on four years and we never missed a week to upload. And they played like, us on the on the Twitter. On the low, like, we're been going longer than some of these people that got check marks and all kinds of shit. And also, so it was, it's bad for that reason, although I still do think it's a good thing because we would have been going extra crazy. Or at least I would have been on that Twitter going crazy. In March, we've yeah. been wilding <laughs> out during uh, the whole protest summer, it would have been bad. So <laughs> there would have been major beef <laughs> on there. So I think it's a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I'm prepared to tweet every day to those CBS sports and soccer affiliates that if you're going to, you know, sadly, you know, this actually sucks, but <sighs> You got to sometimes use what God gave you to try to get your foot in the door. Really, we should be on there just just for soccer stuff because we're some of the best analysts in the world and pundits. But, you know, I don't know if it's just haters or if it's just, you know, for whatever reason, they haven't come around to checking out We Made a Podcast after three plus years to know that. But, you know, people are starting to care about black stuff. So it's like, hey, we're black. So... You know, maybe we can get our foot in the door that way. <laughs> hey, we're black. <laughs> I mean, although it hasn't helped us yet, you know, um, all the, um, I mean, I guess the only way it could have helped us potentially is if BN had done anything having to do with blackness this summer. They did not. They're the only people that are aware of us. Although I do think that if they would have done something, they would have done it without us anyway. But, um, you know, it's all good. We're still doing our thing. Nothing has stopped us yet. Uh, in th- this year in May, it'll be four years of uh, weekly uploads, sometimes, many times more than one a week. I honestly don't think – here's two things that I think are true. I think that – Okay, I know there's those soccer cooligans dudes, but I don't know. I don't really know what's up with them for real. Who the fuck are soccer cooligans? Okay, Caesar, relax. <laughs> cooligans. They're 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 they have a show, and I think they've been out longer than us. And but I don't know. I mean, I don't know like how. Uh, okay, one of them is. Okay, wait a minute. I think they're both uh, Latinos. Um, okay, that's what's up. 
and they're comedians. So they kind of, what the hell? So they kind of uh, brought their comedy into soccer world. Um, so that so that's a little bit different. Um, they okay. They started theirs in 2015, but they're not both black. So I think that we're the longest running soccer show, the uh, black soccer show in American history. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the case. I'm down to get that title. I think we're the longest running black soccer show in American history. I'm gonna I'm gonna make Wikipedia's for us, and then I'm gonna put that on there because it's actually factual, though. I, I don't know, but I think so. Because the longest live form current all black podcast soccer podcast has to be We Made It podcast. I like I remember there were some dudes before, but they've come and gone. You know what I mean? Come and gone. So. I think we're the longest running black soccer show in American history. I mean, for I sure, if, they, if they've been going longer, we have more episodes because this is getting ridiculous. We're, <laughs> we're every week since, uh, you know, I was 16. This is insane. <laughs> you know, um, and there was another one, too, where I was like, I feel like this is the case. Um, I can't remember now. But I do think that we've been going. I think we're the longest running black soccer show in American history. I don't think that we're the only one. I remember there's some other guy that was out there, but he stopped doing it. You know what I mean? We love the sport. Obviously, you know, if if there was never a reason for us to talk about race and soccer, we would never would have done it. But, you know, there's reasons that come up. But, you know, obviously we talk about, we, we analyze the sport. Um, and, and, and on the low, I, I think some of these uh, other uh, up-and-coming podcasts people have took our swag a little bit. <laughs> Oh, you said it. Oh, no, I don't want to say no names. I don't want to say no names, but I listen to some of these people every once in a while. I check them out. I'm not really into what they do. I'm sure some other people are into what they do, but I was kind of like, all right. I mean, it seems like you kind of listen to a few of our joints. It's like, oh, we can do that, but you can't do it like how we do because we go pretty hard. Anyway, um. Let me let me let me grab something really quick and then we'll uh, get started. Okay. And we're back. Um, okay, Caesar. I tried to give you as much time as I could. Oh, actually, no. I'll give you some more time. I'm almost done. Big news. Big news. The uh, when did, when did they suffer this tragedy? Um, one of the um, teams, one of the biggest stories ever, one of the craziest things that ever happened in football history, mm. like big facts. Yeah, yeah. Um, Quincy, they are back in Syria and Brazil. They Quincy. They won. Oh. Siri, they won Serie B. They oh, nice. did. They did what uh, what Victoria can seem not to do. Oh, they had a lot more fun than us. <laughs> they got a, a lot more what? Victoria lost that copper deal. Rough. <laughs> we, got, we got some goddamn Payless brand now. She's rough out of here. Went from Puma to Kappa to what? <laughs> 
I almost said something crazy. I almost said something crazy. I bought that Puma jersey before it got too bad. <laughs> I almost said something crazy, but shout out like to them. They're, they're a fairly new team. They only started in 1973. But, you know, obviously in um, 2016, they suffered a major tragedy. They're, uh, they're, the plane carrying the first team crashed. Um, 71 people died in that crash. Only six people survived. Um, so, they, you know, it was crazy what happened to them in 2016. They, they, they ended up like going up and then they went back down and now they're back up. So like that's, that's an amazing story. Um, I want to give them a shout out, obviously, because that's dope. Obviously, you know, winning Serie B, like winning the second division in Brazil, going up into the uh, Serie A. I feel like they were in like Copa Suda America at some point too, but I could be wrong about that. Um, you know, it gives them, it gives them a lot of chances to get good players and stuff like that. So hopefully they can, um, keep rising. It'd be dope to see them like become one of the powerhouse teams after suffering that tragedy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Victoria be going, they have to invent letters for Victoria. Like, like we got to make a damn Siri uh, L for uh, Victoria. They just keep going down. <laughs> I know you want to hate on us because we're called the Hubro Negro, but it's all good. Black History Month won't allow this, but keep going off though. They're going to be like, yeah, we got to make Siri X for them. <laughs> <laughs> I, why are you such a big Bahia fan? I'm not. I'm not. But they do. Have, they did have that black coach, though. They, and I think they, 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 they did. We have a black coach now. How, how black? I mean, he's darker than me. <laughs> okay, but you. But him. Okay, him, isn't isn't, isn't I, I a bleach him? I don't. <laughs> isn't your cousin a Bayou fan? Everybody in my family is a Bayou fan, but me. Okay, so so Luana's Bayou. Yes. So I'm doing whatever she doing. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. You know I've been on the Instagram. I'm doing whatever the hell she doing. <laughs> well, she's back with men's, so you're wasting your time again. She ain't heard that I'm going to be a Bahia fan for her, though. <laughs> oh, no, she hasn't heard that. That might be a game changer. If you pull if you when we go to Brazil, you pull up rocking that Bahia jersey, it might be over. That would be kind of hard if you go to Brazil and you rocking the Bahia jersey. That'd be kind of hard. Hopefully, hopefully, I hopefully we go to Brazil. I'm rocking Bahia jersey. Some Victoria fan try to flex with me. I beat his ass. <laughs> you and, win her love. And then she's right there. And then I beat your ass too. <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> I'm be like, he's sad. I'm like, honestly, honestly, beating my ass would only win you mega points in my family. It wouldn't like it would. No one would be like, why would you? They'd be like, thank God. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, she's might have set me up. You know what I'm saying? He's a Victoria <laughs> fan. He <True>. might. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely got shooters on Victoria's side. Let's go. See, just joking, guys. Uh, I love Caesar, um, and I also um, have a burgeoning love for his cousins. I'm back on Instagram. Flaming your boy, thirst trapping your boy. Anyway, let's get into this episode. <laughs> it was so long. I know why I did this. I know why I did this wrong. I made like a top five for underachieving. I'm um, overachieving. <laughs> oh, that's why I take you so. Yeah, because I mean, and I wrote a bunch of notes on it. Why did I go so hard on it? Oh, well, I, I wrote four. I'm good. Okay, what I have four on? overachieving. Is that good? Well, it's in the top five leagues. So I had to do one. Why did you do one per league? I mean, we're doing. It says top five leagues on the notes. I know. I, I thought you meant across top five leagues, not like oh, oh every single oh. because, like, for example, like over. That's okay. That's oh, okay. Well, I don't want to get it. We'll talk yeah. about it in the show starts. Go ahead. That, that, that's okay. It's fine. Okay. Well, I did every league, even though I only watched two. Yeah. Oh, three, three, three. 
Um, but let's, okay, so I'm going to start with Syria. <laughs> what? So you, so, you, so you did over and under it. Wait, I okay, did overachieving okay. only right now. Okay, okay. But so I, I, can, I can quickly look at an underachieving team. That's fine. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so, so let's start with Syria. Let's start with Syria. Just go to the standing. Should be fine. Okay. So my overachieving team, anyway, let, let's, let, let me like just actually say what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about, we're going to do some um, over and underachieving teams in the top five leagues, hopefully. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about a really quick, what? We're going to talk really quick about um, the messy contract leak situation. Oh, my goodness. Um, we're going to get a look into uh, hmm? I think it's cap. Go ahead. We'll see. Um, we're going to get a bit into the uh, transfers and loans. I don't know if Caesar uh, looked at how I put the note on the email. I did. Okay. He's lying. But, um, and I was going to talk about Marseille, but like, whatever. Um, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Give some predictions possibly. But anyway, let's start off. Um, I guess. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the over and underachieving teams this season, mostly because it's an odd season. We haven't had fans in the stadiums for the most part. Um, you know, obviously, COVID's still going on. Teams are suffering a lot financially and the world. Um, but I feel like sometimes that gives an opportunity for teams to kind of rise when they aren't expected to or good teams to kind of falter a bit. So my overachieving team I put in Syria is Milan, AC Milan. Um, I put that they, they kind of have like a, a winning edge of the season. They haven't really had many draws. Um, obviously, they're top of the table. And it, it's 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 kind of a big deal because, <laughs> dog, I, it really kind of is annoying that they call France Farmers League. Because I'm like, okay, like, you got to stop this now. Because one, no players come out of Italy. Like, there's no Italian players, dude. Like no, 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 no teams come out of Italy. No, all all these Italian young ta- young talents. They talk about like uh, uh, I think it's Zaniolosa, whatever. They all just play in Italy still, and they're playing on Inter. So I don't really know what I'm talking about. There's only one young Italian talent that's doing work outside Italy. Moises Keane. Yes. Um. Okay, Milan haven't finished above fifth. Since 2012-13 season, and they're the last team to win the league, other than Juventus, which was 2010-11. It's which was a solid year. Ten, it's a decade that Juve won the league. That's insane. That's Farmers League, dog. Yeah, for real. Come on, man. Anyway, so, but uh, Milan's been doing great. Um, And my underachieving team, which might seem weird, is uh, Inter Milan, actually, even though they're second in the league right now and they're doing well in the league. But I gotta, I I gotta, I can't let them uh, forget that they crashed out of Champions League in a group that included Shakhtar (laughs) and Borussia Mönchengladbach. Like, nobody's expecting you necessarily uh, to be above Real Madrid. But, I mean, why not? But then also it got Shakhtar and Borussia Mönchengladbach, and you couldn't even get into Europa League. Like that's, that's rough. <laughs> um. Okay, so I have mine. My oh, my 
overachieving team this year. I also agree as Milan. I mean, anytime, any any team, because it's it's kind of similar to Serie A when it comes to, uh, um, uh, uh, I mean, kind of similar to La Liga when it comes to Serie A, where there's not a ton of movement going on in terms of location, but it, that means that we need to highlight the movement going on in the top four and the top five. And that movement I thought was pretty pretty massive in that end, where we're seeing a team like Milan who kind of did a lot of reconstruction. You know, I was actually telling Bam the day I watched the Milan game, and I was kind of really impressed. I was watching them. They look kind of good. They have some good players. They got um, Sandro They got Sandro off of uh, Brescia before it all fell apart, where Balotelli was, that young baller. Sandro Tonali's a little baller. Um, they have Kessie, who's 23. He looks like he's 44, though. He's only 23 years old. Caesar, um, stop it, stop it, stop it. You're not going to tell me that Frank Kessie's 23 years old. He's 23, dude. He's 23 years old. He's in. He's he's so damn good. I feel he might be 24, but he's 23. Um, Kessie's young baller, um, crazy, 24. right? When you when Bam didn't realize when we were watching him on Atalanta that year they balled out. This dude was 19. He was 19 starting 44 games or whatever for Atalanta. <laughs> And and he was every bit of shape for it. That man is in shape. <laughs> He's a baller, only 23 years old. Sandro Tonali, the other young baller, uh, CDM, he's 19, and he's sitting across from KSE. So they have a lot of good young talent. Um, they got Brahim Diaz. Brahim Diaz looks good playing in that team over there. Uh, he looks good in that central role. Uh, never thought he was a winger. Um, but in that camera, he looks pretty good. They have, just have good players in that team. And, of course, I think one of my favorite additions is Leon, who I think has, like, a lot of quality similar to, like, a Ronaldo. He plays, like, that wing. He's fast. He does – he moves towards the goal all the time. That's a great compliment to someone who's, not, who's not extremely speedy. And, like, we talked about Bam. Bam, we talked about Zlatan. He has that touch, man. He just, like, gets that ball, a good touch, and he's able to boom it in there. So, they look really good. They look dangerous. And shout out to them getting first place. Um, one of the biggest notes four, five years ago, and being they were talking about is like we, Milan needs to be resurged. The Milan teams need to be come back. That's what's needed. And the, they they both are back. Back both teams are on top. So we'll see what happens now. Um, but yeah, shout out Milan. They're definitely the overachieving team to me this year. Who's your underachieving? My underachieving team is absolutely Juventus. I mean, you cannot have a, 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 a payroll like this. You cannot have arguably the best player in the world still at his age, and you're sitting at fifth, fourth place. Actually, damn near a loss away from fifth. Um, are you going to be playing Europa with Ronaldo? That's disrespectful to everybody. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're a place away oh, from oh. falling into Europa League. Are you going to play Europa next year with him? You better get rid of him before that. So, um, yeah, you don't sign the best player in the world to not advance farther in Champions League and to not and to fall farther in your standings. I don't know what's going on. I thought they made some decent moves, but I don't know if it's the moves. I don't know if it's the coaching or if it's what's going on, but it's just not going right for them. Caesar, you I know what you're thinking about because you you I know you did not forget that we made an award that I gave worst transfer. And you know it keeps proving my point. It doesn't prove your point, but I think maybe a worse transfer in terms of what they did. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess I see your point. Where it's that transfer didn't do anything for them to help them. Maybe they got more money, more clout, but they didn't get more better standings. Oh yeah, 
You know, I'm the I'm the I'm the I'm the uh, football genie. Sure. Football clairvoyant. Anyway, um, Caesar, wh while I'm talking about Bundesliga, can you go look at Ronaldo's second goal in the Copa Italia match from against uh, Inter yesterday? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just gonna say this before I get into Bundesliga. Do not respond because you'll go off. Ronaldo is this is no cap. He is the most hated player in football. The most hated. You're I can't see agree with you more. When, when you see this goal and you see that you did not even see nothing about it, for real, you're, you're, you're going to – Who was the team they put against? Enter. It was yesterday. Anyway, um, you're going to go crazy, so you might want to mute yourself. I'm joking. Um, so, <laughs> Bundesliga – Overachieving and underachieving teams. Now, am I cap? Absolutely. I, I haven't watched maybe three Bundesliga matches this season. I am cap. But I got the internet, so I can. Um, so I can look and see who the teams are doing well and which are, which are not. Now, even my picks are not that great. I mean, my overachieving pick is real, but my underachieving pick is kind of fugazi too. Overachieving for sure is Wolfsburg. Um, they are third right now. It looks like they're playing some good defense. It doesn't look like they're scoring many goals, but they're playing some good defense. Um, you know, being third for Wolfsburg, they almost got relegated a few times. I remember Caesar was uh, uh, talking about them a couple years ago. At this point, when we made a podcast, you can even say a few years ago, we've been doing this for so damn long. But I remember him talking about how bad they were. But, uh, yeah, right now in Bundesliga, they are third. So, hopefully they can keep it up. At least, you know, end up in a Europa League spot. They still got your boy John Brooks. Um, an underachieving team, although this is uh, kind of a dumb pick because they weren't even doing well before. Like before. But um, Hertha Berlin, only because they got my boy, the legend, uh, Matteo Guendouzi. And I'm like, damn, no, you can't be getting Guendouzi and doing bad. but. They did make another signing. They did get your boy Sammy Kadira. So <laughs> I'm thinking if you got two, you got two good midfielders. You better do something with it. You better do something with it. I don't want to see them uh, floating above relegation zone no more. It's his first goal. The first goal is a penalty. Oh my god! This freaking highlight package is so long. It, it, the, here we go. Here we go. Caesar watching. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> Damn. That's real right there. How are you going to show no love for that? Not only did he steal the ball from the defender, but he kicks it on the left foot too and it went off that sidebar. That looked like a FIFA goal. Ding, come oh, on, man. Caesar. That's grimy. That's a dope-ass goal. Caesar, this is one of the best goals you're going to see. And he scored two in this game. Damn. I, all I seen was like, oh, Ronaldo scored a brace. I seen... Oh, like I, I went. I saw everybody saying that he just scored penalty. I'm like, that, that's not a penalty right here. I, I seen. The, I, w I was like, I wonder what uh, Bonetti said about that goal. He was like, oh, he rounds the keeper. And I'm like, dog, like, like that's literally one of the. He, he was like, oh, um, whoever the guy back there made a mistake, and then Ronaldo rounds the keeper. I'm like, dog, this is a dude. He's 36 years old. He's running back, defending, stealing the ball, and then putting in a long ass shot on his off foot. 
like, come on. He he had to watch it to all the way at the end to see if it was going to yeah. come in. Like, that's one of the best goals you're going to see. It's a very nice goal. I like it. I appreciate that kind of goal. It's nice. Like, you know what's – like, maybe, maybe I'm wrong for this or whatever, but, like, when they go crazy over free kicks, I'm not so impressed by a free kick aside from that. Like – like a dead ball goal to me, like, yeah, that's a, like that's dope. Like you got that free kick and that's crazy. But like it is a dead ball situation. Like you're standing there. Like you can get like dog, the retired players that's like 55 can still put in free kicks in practice. Like they can still like go out there and do dope free kicks. Somebody running and stealing the ball and putting it like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like you're looking at that like it's regular? That's a literally a solo goal. That's a solo goal, man. Yeah, that's a really impressive goal. I think it's messed up. Now I disagree with you about free kicks. I think free kicks are insanely hard. Um, so I'm really impressed by them, but that goal is really nice. Okay, well, you know what? Maybe we can talk about free kicks after because Oh you my know. god, here you go. You want to do a rant about free kicks now? All right. No, because I, I we we rarely disagree about stuff, so I actually kind of like this. I'm, I'm right. Dumb. I mean, you're <laughs> wrong, but I. Okay. Anyway, let's continue. Um, do you want? We'll skip your Bundesliga because no, I have my Bundesliga. I want to do it. Uh, for Bundesliga, for me, I have my uh, under my underachieving team. My overachieving team is uh, obviously Union Berlin. Um, <laughs> I mean, Union Berlin, I mean, these fools were, weren't even in this division last season. I know it's the same as you said. They weren't even in the in the they weren't even in Bundesliga one last year. And then here they are sitting around eighth. Good for you, dog. You made it. You made it. You're sitting up there. I watched zero Bundesliga's game this year. And it'll probably stay at zero. I'm just gonna keep it real with you. My underachieving team has to be Hoffenheim. Uh I looked last year, Hoffenheim were had an Europa League spot, and then this season they're sitting at twelfth. So sound like you're kinda underachieving to me, big dog. It looks like BVB is also doing pretty poorly. Yeah, but I mean, if you're in a, a league spot and you're sitting at 12th now, I believe it's considered underachieving in this earth. All right, fair enough. Let's get over to uh, Liga, one of my favorite leagues to watch. Um, my overachieving team, Lille. Although Lille is kind of a big club, and you know they've they've done well in the past few years for sure. They won the league not that long ago, well, almost 10 years ago. Um, I think Lille did a good job putting together a good squad. They brought in Jonathan David uh, from Belgium. It took him forever. Uh, to big, big Canadian, by the way. We stand with Canadians. Big facts. Uh, French Canadian. Relax, um, I'm Canadian. Absolutely. Um, he took a long time to start scoring. It was going bad for him. But um, in the last few, like I want to say in the last like month and a half, he's starting to get his scoring going on. Mm-hmm. He scored today, actually. Um, he's always been assisting and doing things, but it was really cool to see, uh, I think his name is Christophe Gautier, to like stick with him and not just like blow the team up. Renato Sanchez has been hurt for a while. He just came back recently. But they, they signed um, uh, Yazici and Borak Yomez. I think it, I think that's his name. I thought they had Yomez last year. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not wondering sure, but they got Yazici, the, they, they, they got two Turkish guys. Yeah. There that Turkish guy up top is a baller. Um, Yazici number 12, he's a baller. And, baller uh, dog. He's a yeah, baller. Yeah, like thugging. 
and and yeah. and, and and honestly, I want to I want to show him some love because you know he was dugging it out, balling. And I was like, let me look this guy up. Usually, I don't really look up Turkish guys. They just come from Turkey. They've never really been around and stuff like that. But I was like, I got to look to see, like, what I wanted to see what team this guy came from. He came from Trabzonspor. And I was like, Yeah. And you know what's funny? I just kind of assumed that that team was also in Istanbul. I'm not like a big, I don't know a whole lot about uh, Turkey like that. I mean, I kind of, you know what I'm saying, but like, not a whole lot. But I was like, okay, and then I like happened to click on like where it is, and I was like, whoa, this is like all way on the other side, like on the. Uh, I literally only I literally know nothing about Turkish region. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's all the way on the coast of the Black Sea, and I was like looking it up, and I was like, damn, I've never wanted to go to Turkey before, and now I kind of want to go visit that city now. So it's I want to show some love to Gazici because. I never even really heard of that city. And I'm like, okay, I, I've never wanted to go to Istanbul. I never wanted to go to Ankara or anything like that, or Izmir. But I do kind of want to go to Turkey now just to visit Trabzon up there on the coast of the Black Sea. Hopefully they're not racist. Okay, but take me with you because I'm down. Um, huh? huh? Uh, I said take me with you because I'm down. Um, oh, but wait a minute. Let me get my underachieving. Uh, my underachieving is Paris Saint-Germain. Come on, man. Five losses this season. And they just lost to um only two points from the lead or three points from the yeah, lead. Yeah, but but five losses and they just lost to um damn what, what was it was it Mets? Um they just lost to um damn this is annoying because it was just the other day. Let me let me let me double check. Um they just they yeah, they just lost to Laureant. Like, come on, dude! On the last, on the last second counterattack, like, what are you doing? Um, and so I'll put their underachieving for that. Like, obviously they're not doing too bad, and they're winning right now. But um, and also like firing a coach mid-season, like there had to be a lot going on for that to happen. And a coach that was well liked by the players to get somebody who's never won a trophy, like that's kind of whack. And he came in with COVID too. Like, what are you doing, Obi? I mean, I definitely want to show love. I mean, I really didn't – I was kind of hesitant to give overachieving to Lille, but I'm going to give it to them anyways because it's not even like it's a Lyon or like even a Monaco. It's Lille. Like I'm expecting uh, – seeing Lille at the top position is like I think really good for that league in general. I mean, of course, it's not great for, for Paris, but it's good for the league. Um, you know, uh, I've always – that's that's whenever I'm on um, Sling TV, no ad. Um, that's not a plug. Um, whenever I'm Sling TV – uh, whenever I see a little game, I turn it on. I watch it. Um, that's one of my favorite league on teams to watch casually while I'm working. Um, definitely one of my favorites. I like their makeup. I like the, their formations. Um, I do like that they go with the two-striker system and that four-four-two. I think it looks good for them, especially when they have good midfielders that cover the ground well, hence Sanchez. They have my boy Jonathan Iconi. Um, who I have a picture with in, in, in uh, uh, Venice Beach still. Um, uh, he's very short. Uh, him, I have like all these dudes. So it, it's it's dope. So um, I like that team. I saw that Bam's uh, most hated American player scored today too. Tim Wade didn't want to show no love to Tim Wade because he scored, even though Bam said he said he was shot. Um, but yeah, so he scored today. Uh, okay. Yeah, big ups to Leo. I like seeing that. I don't. I don't. But my picks. I don't like making picks that like saying a team's underachieving 
and picking an aggressive pick like PSG it's because okay. it's like we're gonna look stupid if in two months all these teams always underachieve that are close there win the league. How's it underachieving if they win the league again? He's Caesar they're only three points. They have forty eight points. The leaders at fifty one. How's it underachieving if they end up winning the league just because they're underachieving in February? Like is that what you mean? Yeah, they're underachieving right now. I didn't pick that. I picked under stupid. I picked um my underachieving pick. For Caesar, oh, Caesar, Caesar. Here. So hold on, hold on. Uh, I pick, Caesar, Caesar, I, Caesar. Can you say picking? Because you're picking it right now. Don't try and cap. I already picked it like a minute ago. I'm not picking it right now. I swear to God, I'm not capping. I have the list right here. I just had to look on my list. Um, my underachiever is going to be Nice. Um, what's so funny, dog? What's so funny? I did my research. I did my research. Nice last year was up, was, was. A spot away from getting Europa League. They were fifth. This season, they're sitting at 14th. Um, that's an underachiever, if you ask me. They did also fire um, Patrick Vieira also. They did fire Patrick Vieira. They've having a wild year. Yeah, they are. They still have Casper Dolberg, though. He's been having some issues. He got COVID like twice. He got robbed. All kinds of crazy stuff. I, don't know. Uh, I, I have a feeling he's kind of rash on low. Yeah, I think so, too. I get those ratchet vibes from him. Yeah, because his house. You, know, you can just look at somebody. You can just sense it. I sense it from him. His house got burglarized, and whenever I see hmm. that, I, I, I'm like, dog, it's an inside job. <laughs> like, uh, it's always your, no one. No one ever just randomly pulls up on cribs. Yeah, it's like that's your homies. You got ratchet homies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing that could happen, I, I think, is not inside job is like when your house gets vandalized. That's different. But when your house gets burglarized, but it's an inside job, my die. You dig? You got you got the wrong dudes up in there. Exactly. Um, you've been inviting random shorties in there, and they got the drop on you. And got um, COVID. <laughs> okay, so let's go to La Liga. Um, I, this is funny because I honestly – I could not come up with an overachiever. I just – like I, I That was at, so rough. This was a rough one. I, I look at the standings. I was like, maybe – I'm like, no, Sociedad is good. Real Betis is good. I'm like – Villarreal was good. Like, it's just – yeah. Like the 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 teams There's barely any movement. <clears throat> yeah, like it, you can say you could you could give a couple underachieving, but overachieving like somebody could you know say. What? I, no, I think we're being we're being impartial. We're well, being no, no, impartial. no, 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 no. Like the easy pick is Atleti, but <laughs> but the only reason I can't really do that is because one, they are a good team. You can't just be losing the league forever. And also, the reason why I didn't want to do it, the reason why I didn't want to do it <laughs> is because they don't have pressure. So I'm like, it's hard to do that for a team that doesn't have pressure and they're already good. And you're like, you're, you're top of the league right now. But, but you, 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 I'll say, you say your, you, you, you counter that and then I'll say my under team. Bam, you're being a hater, dog. You're being <laughs> okay. a hater. You're really being a hater because we can't go with the same format we've done for the last two leagues about these third-place teams getting first, second-place teams last year getting first. Uh, Leo last season Leo last season had basically the same situation as Atletico Madrid, but the big difference on this one, okay, is that Atletico Madrid this season is actually 10 points ahead of second place. The other teams like Inter and stuff like that or, 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 or Juventus that are in different positions now – they're sitting 10 points above Barcelona, Real Madrid in first. 
I do not like Simeone. I cannot cheer for them, but I will give them credit. They are definitely overachieving sitting at this first place. They made, I think, good signings this season. They got good midfielders in there with Kongdobia, Torreira. Uh, um, they got a good. They got Luis. I can only score inside the box for us. Fine. They're sitting at first, 10 points ahead. They've won their last five games in a row. No other team in the top five has done that. I'm going to give them love. Well, Caesar, that was actually how you were judging it, not me. No, so. you literally picked – you literally made the pick earlier where you selected – who was it? You selected PSG's underachiever for because they're sit, they were sitting at um, – they're sitting in third, three points away from first place. Caesar, I said five Got losses it, and they fired the coach. You called Milan. You called Milan an overachiever. Okay, like it's whatever, dog. Yeah, that's different situation than Atleti. Milan sucked the past ten years. Atleti <laughs> sucked or Milan? Yeah, well, yeah, they did, but they still spent the top six spot though, top five. <laughs> that ain't shit. But I. I hesitate to call Athletic an overachiever, but if but if I have to give it, yes. But and, and it only works in this league because of how the makeup has been this season, where it has not been a lot of crazy movement. Yeah. Now underachieving, I was I was there was a couple of teams I could have gone for, mm. but I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just give it to Barcelona and Real Madrid. For letting for letting Atleti be top of the league. I'm Come mad on, at both dog. Of y'all. I, I can't do your list. I can't do this. I'm mad at both of y'all for letting Atleti be top of the league. So both of y'all are underachieving. They're probably I don't care about the their, this year too. I don't care about their stats. I don't care about their points. Just the fact that y'all are letting Atleti do this, y'all are both underachieving. I mean, it's really annoying because uh, – uh, never mind. I hate Eden Hazard. Um, so uh, – I'm so – I'm – F the, I'm, I'm so done with him. He's going on the bail train. Um, so, uh, honestly, I'm over it. Uh, but Valen- me, Valencia, dog. It has to be Valencia. I love me some Valencia. I actually was, watched the last three Valencia games, and I did not look, check the record. And I was like, man, they look, look pretty cool out there. I was like, holy crap, they're 14th? <laughs> I was like, yo, you're sitting below newly promoted Cadiz? What's going on here? <laughs> Y'all can't finish up of Cadiz, my dude. Like, what's happening right now? these pay- payrolls, like two mil total for the whole fucking staff, including players. Valencia out here got ballers. One of my favorite sl- slept on for, uh, uh, Valencia players is Ken Gun Lee, the Korean dude. He's a fucking baller. They got ballers on the team. Uh, Solis is balling. They got players that like, going hard. I blame that American. Um, so uh, he, they're sitting at 14th. That's really disappointing. That's a good team. To be also fair, though, this actually further reinforces a point that Bam was making that arguably one of the best men for the last two seasons was Kongdobi of Valencia. He made no mistakes. He was a sensational player, got no love for it at all, and now you lose that player and suddenly who's 14th? Maybe that says something about your position and ball retention and ball recovery when you lose one of the arguably the most slept-on midfielders in the entire planet last year was Kongdobia. You know, I, I'm like, I don't know what's going on there. They do have good players. Um, COVID? It's a weird year, though. It's a weird it's year. It's a still. weird year, yeah. It's still weird. It's, it's, it's a weird year. So who knows what's going on with Valencia. I do think they'll end up getting it together. But um, of, of all the leagues, 
La Liga, La Liga looks like it did last season, basically. You know what I mean? It's, it's not or, – or, I mean – There's, there's not a lot of shuffling in the top five. Top before six. COVID. Before even, COVID. Even like, like, I think Villarreal and Sociedad are literally in the same exact spots as last year. <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sitting at six and five. Okay, so last but not least, obviously, EPL. Mm. I'm going to give my over and under – actually, no. I'm going to give my overachiever, and then Caesar give his overachiever, then I will do my underachiever because it's annoying again. Um, my overachiever this season, <laughs> my overachiever this season is Everton. Um, Everton was playing really well. They were top of the league for a while. Um, they got a good chance to be in Europe next season, which will be really good for them. I think that, uh, you know, they got a good coach in Carlo Ancelotti, some shuffling around. They brought in James Rodriguez. They brought in, uh, ooh, what's the guy's name? Duke. Du- Ducore or something like that from Watford, I want to say. I can't remember. Some midfielder. Um, but it was going to be a bit of a – okay, whatever. I'll just ignore you. Um, it's going to be a bit of a challenge to – it was going to be somewhat of a challenge for seemingly for James Rodriguez to be productive in EPL. There were a lot of doubters about him, and I think he's come to EPL and done really well. I've watched them play maybe like four times, but it's been a little bit. Um, But they've been playing well, and I think they have a good chance to be in Europe, even if it's in uh, Europa. And that'll be good for them because if they're in Europe, there's a lot of good players who, you know, see that a team is playing in Europe, regardless if it's Champions League or Europa League, and they're like, okay, like they'll want to go there. So that's a good way to get good French players, like players that's coming from lower leagues, Belgian players come through and you know i gotta give credit to everton my overachiever i think that's a cute pick you know if you just like tune into to epl on instagram every week or so that's a good pick to pick but i think the real gutter pick the real the real epl true pick the real pick has to be the team with uh me and bam's favorite karaoke song West Hamburglers are absolutely the pick for the overachievers. Not only did they finish lower than Everton last season at almost relegation, below Everton last season, this season they're above Everton in the in the Europa League spot, and they've won four of the last five. So big ups, West Ham Gills. Uh, big out shout out to them. Um, I don't. The only reason I also two percent like that team more is because they redid their logo. It looks a little cooler now. Um, but I have watched negative zero games this year. So, big shout out West Ham girls. I, I've wa- actually watched them play this season, but I, I saw them lose. Um, yeah. um, I have another. Uh, uh, I have like a a star, like an honorary mention. Uh, let's wait until we do. No, uh, I'm gonna make my honorary mention. It's the last one I can make my honorary mention. No, it's my honorary mention. I'm gonna make it. Caesar, can we wait till it's an overachiever? Do, can we wait until do we till we do our underachievers first? Why? It's not an underachiever. So what? Can we say our underachievers first? So my underachievers. Yes, there is a plural. It's all the big London. So you got to mention two. Cool. Go ahead. It's all the big London teams. Right now, we got Tottenham at 7th, Chelsea at 8th, and Arsenal at 10th. And the team that you just gave the um, the uh, overachiever to, West Ham, is the other London team, and they're the top one at 6th. 
so these good the fifth. other London team is Crystal Palace. Huh? Fifth. Fifth? Oh damn, maybe something happened today then. West Ham um, is above Everton. They're sitting at fifth. Okay, well shoot. Maybe maybe something happened today. That's all I was saying that they're finishing fifth. So. Okay. Um so yeah, underachievers are the good London teams, the big London teams, Tottenham, Chelsea, and Arsenal. Y'all are trash right now. Caesar underachiever. Then you can do your honorary mention. One of those races that I had to go. I can only mention my two teams after yours. Finish your two teams in the same category, but it's all good. This is how I'm treated because him a bleach. So I want to say that uh, my underachiever for this season has to be the only Portuguese city and Portuguese club inside of uh, England. Wolves, Wolver, Wolves, Lobos. Um, Lobos finishing 14th this season, dude. Are you kidding me? You guys are 14th right now. Last year they were at a, at a Champions League spot, right? Was it Champions League or Europa League? I think it was a Champions League spot. No, they, they, they were in Europa. They had a Europa League spot. And then this season they signed every single person that even if they speak Portuguese from, from a Portuguese country, a Lusophone that exists, they signed them. And they're finishing 14th right now. Um, that's rough. Uh, anytime you're below Crystal Palace, you got to do some overhaul. So, because uh, all, all Crystal Palace spends money on is one player. So, um, yeah, they got to, they got to, that, that's rough right there. Just scoop a Lobos. That's not, that's not acceptable. Okay. And also your other overachiever? My other overachiever has to be, shout out to Aston Villa, big dog. I think Aston Villa gets some love out here. You know what I'm saying? They literally had a battle. I remember that. They had the battle at that, like, last game for, for relegation. They finished one point away from relegation last season. And, you know, this season they're sitting mid-tier, right up, right below the two the two London clubs. They can get catch another dub and skip both of them. You know, you never know. So, shout out, shout out to Villa. Uh, me, uh, my, already my favorite uh, Premier League player balling out for them, too. So, shout out Aston Villa. Currently getting um, – hold on, hold on. Currently, currently getting clapped. Are they getting clapped right now? Like eight cur- zero currently so getting beat by West Ham, and Jesse Lingard has a brace. <laughs> Let's freaking go. West Ham burglars. Also, I saw today that Man U beat Southampton 9-0. So, you know, it's a wild day. Um, <laughs> that's I'm, COVID. That, if that's not COVID season, I don't know what COVID season is. I'm very excited to see these highlights. <laughs> yeah, EPL's going up when, when Man U scores 9-0 on a team that's not even not even a relegation or 12th in the league. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's our um, over and underachieving teams. Um, Caesar, I want to talk about this. Messy contract leak. Okay. Um. So the 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 funny thing is when I seen it come out, I thought that Barcelona and them were going to be saying that oh it's not the real contract, but they're saying that but they haven't denied that that's the contract. They're just trying to say like you know it's really whack that somebody uh, somebody uh leaked it. Barcelona is denying responsibility for leaking the contract. Um, the Spanish paper El Mundo published the astonishing details of his deal, which claim he is earning over 555 million euros across a four-year uh, contract, like the, the latest extension he signed. Um, Barcelona is saying that they, you know, they were expressed regret uh, for this being leaked. They have wow, was real. Yeah, and they're saying that they have absolute support for Lionel Messi, and they hope that um, that it doesn't damage their relationship with him. Now, I want to say this off top, and and you know it's funny because we actually talked about this. We had, we actually had an in depth conversation about this. 
um, not that long ago. I can't remember what episode, but I guess it was around the time, either when he did that interview or either we were like speculating if he would leave or not. But this is, in my opinion, Barcelona FC trying to get ahead of Messi leaving by trying to turn the fans against Messi. Especially because they got PSG coming up in Champions League. If Barcelona don't P- beat PSG in Champions League, it's a it's a failure these past five seasons in Champions League. I think Barcelona leaked this to be like, look, the reason why we're doing bad is because this dude is eating up all the money. Now, obviously, I can't prove that, but it makes sense because also you had Lionel Messi trying to leave this summer, and it wasn't rumors. He came out and admitted it in his flip flops. So, <laughs> um, to, to, he just said, "I just tried to leave in my Gucci flip flops." So they, so I think that Barcelona is like they're they're being proactive. They're like, "Look, he's probably going to leave in the summer. We're probably going to lose in champ. We're not going to win Champions League. If we win the league, whatever, people are going to be disappointed. We gotta sh- we gotta we gotta keep our fan base, and we gotta try to turn them against Messi, which is nearly impossible." Nearly. Maybe if they're like, look, look, he's greedy. You know? Um, I don't know. What do you think? I couldn't agree with you more. I think that Barcelona, uh, although we can't prove this is allegation, I think allegedly they leaked this in a video game, as they say. In a video game, I think they leaked this um, because there's no way you're going to be a successful club if you have one player who already the previous five years made 500 million in, in euros. Um, the previous, and then this new four year deal is going to be making what he made more than five years before this. That's insane. That's bonkers. Now, of course, an counter argument someone can make not for, not for the club, for the, for the players that well over a certain salary you make in Spain, you you have to give up half of that in taxes. Um, I don't think a lot of people know that about Spain. That's why a lot of players had issues with taxes. Uh, they were trying to get around that tax situation in Spain that, you know, Messi didn't actually see 500 million. He saw half of that. But, you know, still at the same time, it, it's it's buku money. It's bonkers money. And you're not going to be successful. And there's there's just – I think Barcelona was negotiating for this to like save grace with fans doing this negotiation, but there was just no feasible way you went through with these two seasons. You would the, the, these two past seasons right now with finances and money wise and player cuts, and you're going to be asking player cut and you're going to be negotiating another 500 milli contract. There's just no way you're going to pull through with that. I mean, even Real Madrid, who's been very good about the money, talk about selling players just so they can stay stay afloat. Um, and players who I love, and I think it's racist, but yeah, they're trying to do that right now. Um, so it's, it's, I think that there's some shadiness going on here. I wouldn't be above it because people need to understand at the end of the day, there's a lot of corporate people. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of money involved. Whenever there's money involved, people are willing to take risks. They're willing to do what they can to save financial finances. And I wouldn't be surprised by it. Um, but I just, I, it's almost disgusting to me that there's like, they would go this far to like, try to keep the negotiation going it's like kind of gross to me i'm like you're not gonna pay this dude you're not paying this dude this much there's no way you're paying this so like i'm saying like i I think it's whacked that like he couldn't leave before like he couldn't leave this season they didn't release him oh 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 
you know, like uh, to like another team. Cause I'm like, you're not going to pay this man this. Like there's just no way. Well, I think that, well, well his contract is over this summer. Yeah. So, so I, I think for them, like. They couldn't, they couldn't get someone to spot half the damn release clause so they could like at least get some back in. Now he's probably going to walk free. To, to be honest with you, like from a club standpoint. Maybe no one wanted to pay to be honest. With you. Maybe no one wanted to pay at all. It's just rumors. Yeah, like I like that probably also is the case, but honestly, as a club thinking as like the shrewd, uh, you know, club. Yeah, well, put your shrewd hat on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I didn't become a shark, but <laughs> yeah, no, do it. I, like, I'd love I'm to see not, that perspective. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let, I wouldn't want Messi to leave, and it's not amicable because you got to save face in the media. When when it when it became a situation, they lost eight two in Champions League. Mm. Right after that, the rumors are going. Right after that, the rumors are going. It looks bad if he leaves when it's like leaving on a bad loss, and it's like he's trying to get out of there. It makes mm. Barcelona look bad. You'd rather have a situation where he's leaving. It's fine. Like it's cool. You know that he just he played out his contract like a good like a loyal player does. And like now he's moving on to whatever. That that, that but no, but, sorry, sorry. but but I think that they they want to do that, but they also gotta make sure they retain the fans' support, especially if they don't end up doing well in Champions League and or the league. You gotta be able to look. And they're never going to say it outright. They're never going to be like, hey, well, you know, it was hard to do bad because he was eating up all the money. They also made bad signings. Like, like I'm not forgetting that either. But you got to try to do something to make him look a little bit bad too. And this is, this is, a, good, this is a good chess move here because there ain't much that Messi can say, you know? <laughs> and probably... He probably was looking back like, damn, ooh. Okay, that was a good one. He's like, they kind of got me there. You know? No, and, he's probably throwing a tantrum, to be honest with you. And, and also going back to the taxes thing, regardless of the taxes that Messi has to pay, the, the club still has to pay that money. So, like, the the yeah, Messi's only seen half that or, or probably 60% taxes out there. But the, the club is still shelling out half a billion euros for him over four seasons. And these past four seasons, they have not been very successful. They've won the league a couple times, but they haven't been successful in Champions League where the big money is made. Um, I, I agree with you. Um, I think it is very intelligent to – it's very shrewd and, and, and clever and intelligent to – the only way to really save grace, like you said earlier, is to show everybody, I don't know what you're expecting us to do – we're paying out this much for a guy who, you know, is at the down, at the decline of his career. I don't know what, you know, we're trying to retain your 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 favorite, but look how much your fave is costing us. I don't, I don't even. I'm scared to look at what he even made during their 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 trip, their try years and all the stuff that was going on. Um, I, I don't even know what the deal was. I can't imagine how much the salaries have changed since then. Uh, and it's and really funny to me that like. You know, people like Debas, like the first thing they want to talk about is what Spain, how much Spain taxes Messi. Like, that's cute. Like, I'm saying that to inform people. You're saying that to cover for him, but that's not really what the deal is. People aren't really like, I mean, people can be upset about or whatever about how much Messi's scoring, Messi's making. That's whatever. But it's more about 
seeing that money and seeing it compared to how much Barcelona is able to even generate and how what kind of players are able to get there. I mean, if, if they were so desperate to get a Braithwaite, that tells you, like, how rough it's going over there. They can't even get a Lacazette. Y'all can't afford Lacazette, my dude. But also, you're kind of stupid for signing the Griezmanns. That's stupid. That's bad management, too. So, I mean, for me, they saved some grace. I mean, thanks for the leak, dogs. I'm like, damn, well, y'all got to do something about this. <laughs> Now, 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 now to me, it's like one of those situations, like if you, if you keep him, you're like that example of like, oh, why'd you get back with your ex? You know what the deal was going to be like. So now I'm not, now I'm, if they get, get him, they retain or sign the deal again, I'm like, y'all are just stupid. You deserve the pain yourself right now. You're just a dumb organization. What they do, they're going to be saying, can we franchise tag him? <laughs> That'd be all. Oh, they'd be like, damn, can we get the franchise tag in Spain? I mean, you're already taking half the taxes. Can we get the franchise tag too? Yo, um, can you imagine? Like, that's exactly what they would do. They would just be like, look, okay, he's an end of contract franchise, yeah. tag him. <laughs> and <laughs> especially speaking about how Barcelona's performing this season, I know I know it's cute people like to point out, oh, they're finishing, uh, Bar- you know, Messi's still top three in scoring. But I was like, I think one of the critical things that highlights what we've talked about with Messi is looking at his assist stats. You know, he's had always been a really good assist with the numbers. that He's always had really great assist numbers. Only two this entire season. It's kind of a shocking stat to, to even see when it comes to Messi. I thought that was shocking to see he only has two assists this entire season. Um, I was like, whoa. And that kind of speaks, I think, to just the game in general, how he's playing, his play style has changed. He's more of like this counterattack burst every couple plays, more than being an intricate part of like how the offense is being set up. And uh, that, that speaks to it. I'm sure you can score the goals, but assists are goals too, uh, um, for your team at least. So – Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to be paying. I don't know if I'm paying that money. Maybe they want to like send them to Enter so we can call Enter uh, 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 the underachievers. <laughs> well, I like, you know, going even going into Barcelona themselves. Like a, a few weeks ago, we were saying like they haven't beat a good team since last March. No. The best team that they've beaten since last March is Athletic Club, and then they lost to them when it mattered. Yeah, and, they did. And obviously it wasn't like, oh, my God, the Super Cup is such a big deal. But it, it, it would have been good for Ronald Koeman to be like, hey, you know, I got a trophy here. I mean, it's um, always a good opportunity to get a trophy right now. Yeah, even if All it's these a, top five days, it's good to just get a trophy right now. It yeah, looks good, even, especially a fresh coach. And especially because it's Barcelona. They, they, they had beaten Athletic Club not, not that long before that. Then they beat him after that. I, I remember when Ole took over. They were really happy that he won the Community Shield or whatever with Zlatan. They were really happy about that. Not, not that they went, of course, they didn't do great in EPO or Fantastic or they won, but people were like, yeah, but he did get that trophy when he came in. People like that when a fresh coach gets some kind of trophy, they like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do think that it was a, a chess move by the club. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the, I, I, it's not like I think the club is like, quote unquote, innocent, but like, they're having a situation with Messi, you know, Messi's throwing them under, under the bus and, you know, in a major way. And I think this was kind of like, I, they definitely got some more stuff coming for sure. <laughs> like <laughs> for sure. Whole, Bam thinks it's a whole damn uh, scandal about erupt. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you, because dog, um, imagine, you know, you lose eight two in Champions League, eight to two. Then you're then like the icon, major player, is coming out saying, "I want to leave," 
And then he he's like, I mean, he didn't necessarily say it, but it was like everybody knew. And then when he couldn't leave, he did a whole interview in his Gucci flip-flops and said, I wanted to leave. Like, as a, like that, that makes the club look bad. Yeah. Even if the club should look bad, the club got to be like, damn, dog, like he's throwing us under the bus. He's making us look really bad. Um, you know, we've already, we're already suffering, struggling. We got to ask players for pay cuts, all this stuff. We got to do something to, so we can save face a bit when it's time for him to leave this summer. And I'm not really on a side here, like whatever, like I don't really care, but like I can see that, you know, both sides are doing something and for sure the club got some more stuff lined up for Messi's ass for sure. Damn. Well, bam, bam with the game breaker. <laughs> Can you, like even every like all them seasons when they were speculating about Ronaldo leaving, there was no, but when it came time for him to leave, there was no drama. No, I mean it. It, it was very amicable. I mean, the, the Real, uh, Real Madrid just put a press release thanking him for being the 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 biggest goal scorer in the world, so of all time. So, which I don't think is real, but um, a sh- shout out to them. You know, so that's amicable right there. They were just like, it's all good. It happens, and you know. I mean, yeah, just, as, if Ronaldo handled it professional, um, he, he it was even professional, man. You look how much man you people still love. They still chant. They still do that little chant sometimes. It's cute. Um, they they still like Ronaldo. He has his own chant there. They wanted him to come back. All these places he's left, he's left on good terms. So that's how the professional takes care of it. Um, and 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 we still this day don't might not know that all the specifics of how the pay is. And maybe Ronaldo felt like he should have been paid something like that too. And the club's like, well, we can't afford that right now. So. They would just walk their separate ways, and that's fine. That's how it is. That, that's how that's how employment's supposed to be. Is an employer employee relationship is supposed to be like that. Okay, terms of service, the contract's over. Appreciate that. Thank you for the work. Are right, great. All right, sounds good. And I'll you'll be a great reference in the future. That's how it's supposed to be. But the way it was handled with the mess situation, it was messy. It was no pun intended. Um, it was it was dramatic. Um, and there was flip flops involved, and I just can't get down with that. Exactly. And, you know, even if even obviously players leave before their contract's over, but that's when you pay pay a transfer fee. And it's just like that's just how business works. Yeah. You don't you don't necessarily or or, or players may hold out like Rabio did. Rabio was like, I want to leave. They wouldn't let him go for free. Like they wanted him to sign an extension so that so they he, get more money for him. So so so, 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 so there would be a transfer fee. He's like, that's going to be hard. For me, but I want to go this league or this place. I'm not doing that. And. You had to pay yeah. your dues. Yeah, and maybe he maybe he looked at it as like, well, like, and, and which I can understand this too. Maybe he's like, well, what if I get hurt this season or something like that? Then I won't be, you know, it won't be work out for me. So I just so he just decided to sit out, you know. Yeah, which is which is a fine perspective because I know they're employees, but they're technically like independent contractors. You know, they're signing these different sense. contracts, different different employers, and they need to look out the the bet. They need to make the best decisions for their value. Yeah, so, you know, and the values in their body. I mean, he, he just made that decision. He's like, I'm just going to sit out. Obviously, he's not a big player, so it doesn't matter as much. But, like, he said, I'm just going to sit out. They said, okay, whatever. You can practice with the team, you know. And they probably said, look, okay, you're making the decisions. Just don't be in the media going crazy. And, like, you can practice with the team. And that's what he did that whole season. Mm-hmm. He just didn't play and practice with the team. And this summer, he went to Juve. These things go different ways, but I can. But at the same time, like going back to the Messi and Barcelona situation, having him, especially after that eight-two loss, that's embarrassing. 
and you're the face of the team. So you're trying to leave after that, like it looks bad, and then you're 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 putting it out there that you want to leave, and then after you had to stay at the team, you're you're throwing on the Gucci flip flops with some, you know what I'm saying, with some uh, uh some some Louis socks. Yeah, and, and some no socks though. And uh um the Gucci flip flops with the with the you know Balenciaga short shorts, you know, you doing your thing, dog, you know? You know, out there talking your talk. Anyway, um wearing the Mossimo Target shirt. It's all good though. <laughs> anyway, sees let's talk about uh the recent transfers. Obviously the transfer deadline day just passed. Uh there were some loans, some transfers that happened. Let's get into them real fast, see what you think about them. Your boy uh Minamino loaned to Southampton from Liverpool uh for the rest of the season. Mina Mino. The dude who came from uh Rebel Salzburg. Oh Mina Mo- Mina Tomo, whatever, right? Mina Tomo, whatever? Mina Mino. He went to Liverpool. Oh, himself. it was Mina. Sorry. I was I think there's a T in his name. That's good. It was kinda hard for him getting that, that spot starting because he knows started balling that Jota dude started balling. Jota started balling, and I was like, well, you're not really going to get burned up there. He's good, so that's good. I mean, you're going to go to Southampton rough in the streets, but um, it's all good. Um, yeah, like, I, I didn't – he's a baller. I didn't love him going to Liverpool. Me either. I didn't think that was a good signing. Yeah, because it's like – I mean, and whatever. Like, he's probably just getting some big money. But um, you're, you're basically, too. you're basically relying on uh, Mane or Salah to get hurt. And then they also got Diogo Jota, who's played in the league before, and he's a really good player. He's mad fast. Uh, who, uh, who, who had been playing in the league. So, yeah. like, he, he started balling. So, it was like, yeah, Doug, you're not going to get any burn. He, got a, he played a few games, and he's a good player. But yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how it's going to go for him at Southampton necessarily. But mm. I would love to see him at a – like, I could see him in La Liga or something like me that. Me too. He was a La Liga player to me. Yeah, like he, he he'd be good. He'd be good on any of those teams like Sociedad. That'd be a cool loan if you would like Sociedad or something like that. Just yeah. on a team that's like or like a a team that's like fringe top five or just right there top five, just looking to just get a little etch in there like a Villarreal or something. That'd be kind of cool, just because mm-hmm. you know he'd be kind of be the staple or a big integral piece of that. So absolutely, um, your I don't boy, have money for that. Your boy, he's also twenty six years old too. I thought he was younger. Yeah, he's um, in Salzburg for a while, I think. Yeah, like five years. Uh, your boy uh, Ainsley Maitland Niles from Arsenal loaned to uh, loaned to uh, West Brom. I was like, I don't I, even I, know I, what I he. Could. I don't even know what he does. Like, I don't even know what position he, 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 he is. was. Like, he used to be a right winger, and then they made him a right back because they got rid of Bellerin or whatever. So Bellerin's got hurt for a while. He's just people. He's just like, like, he's a, he, people he, just like how Bellerin looks. Um, anybody really watch how Bellerin plays? Um, so he touches, uh, he touches jersey, and it makes me annoyed. I mean, I kind of respect the jersey tuck in. Um, I can respect it. Um, uh, literally, I could not care less, and I have not watched a single dash of this man playing. I don't even know if he actually plays for England or some other country. I don't know who he plays for. He definitely plays for England. I don't um, even know if he's English. Go ahead. He is. Um, your boy Rugani. Um, who? Been, your boy Rugani. Who, who, from Juve. That's not my boy. He had been loaned to Wren, but they ended that loan because he only played one match. And then he got now he's been loaned to Cagliari for the rest of the season. Nice, the racist club. That's what's up. I remember they were talking about Rugani being like the next thing. 
Yeah, Rugani has like has, has the only thing. The only I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it such a stack with you right now, dog. I'm gonna keep it talking about Rugani. He's Italian. He's tall, and he can kind of stay in front of you a little bit. So all of a sudden, he's the he's the next uh, disciple and 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 the defenders. It's not really that serious. I think that people aren't even understanding the transition in defenders nowadays. They're they're changing a lot. I think that center backs are becoming a lot more versatile, a lot more mobile. They have to be better on their feet. Um, and I think they, they they want more athletic center backs. Hence, like Chelsea has like that Reese James dude. He's not six five, but he's like six one, six two. He's kind of big and he can move pretty well. He used to be a fullback. People want like that. You know, David Alba move into that center back position. People kind of like that more. Um, it makes a team a little more versatile. And I'm glad because I'm kind of tired of seeing those dudes like, who did Roma have that big Argentinian, uh, the one we used to call the tree dude? Oh, uh, no. Tree. <laughs> uh, what was this something with the F? Uh, I Dude, forgot. This damn Italian Argentinian, whatever his name was. I forgot his name. It whatever. The uh, tree, tree trunk over there. That like Players like that, that's, that's so 90s. Like, we're moving around from that. I think – a good example is like the perfect one is like a Van Dyke. Like that's a perfect, perfect example of a tall, athletic, powerful like uh, center back. Well, well, you know it's interesting because when you started saying that, I, I'm agreeing with you. And I think like the last one of those is Van Dyke because Van Dyke's like six four or something like that. But even for him, all that height and weight, he, he's out for the season. He's out. I mean, it was a it was kind of a whack way to go. I mean, ACL tear, or whatever. That's like that's rough. Um, but 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 like that 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 he he's a heavy dude. You know it, what I mean? It's a demand on the body. I think the sport's going to see more of that because that's something we're used to watching. You know, NFL here, NBA. We have a lot of like pretty tall to to above male average players that are that get injured on 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 a average male height average players like you know soccer doesn't really have that you know they have a lot shorter players but here we have a lot of players in in our top sports that like you know are very athletic very big very strong and get injured at a high high rate here um it's almost like commonplace to see injuries or if someone doesn't get injured it's almost a novelty wow this dude doesn't get injured how you that's why i think inyaki is so impressive like dude this guy hasn't got injured that's pretty crazy been playing so many games that's an impressive feat so you know, yes, you're going to have more of those, but I think a good counter would be getting someone like a Nacho. If you can find players that aren't necessarily so big, but just have enough athleticism at their height to make up for it, then they can really be that skill utility player that you need in the back line. Really in soccer, like, you know, they're thinking of a tall center back for to, for, for set pieces. But it's, but it's like, so ancient. The game yeah. doesn't even do that no more. But, but no. it's like, it's like no, you'd rather have somebody who's not as tall but can jump high. <laughs> you, you know what an old school example was? Like, Brazilian used, Brazil used to have this Lucio dude. Lucio used to come sprinting up that backfield because he was tall, but he had a long, fast stride. So that's the kind of the center back game now. Some of these center backs game gets a lot up, up uh, higher up the field. Um, they, they, it, it, the game has changed a lot in terms of, like, how the players' mobility are in the back line. So – you're going to see a lot of changes. You know a good example of an injury? Zuma. Zuma was like that. Kurt Zuma on Chelsea. Very athletic. Um, very tall, heavy, like athletic. Heavy. Messed that knee up too. That's a lot of weight and, and size moving around like that, especially in soccer, which is huge based on your foot and leg work with no breaks. You're just running around for a long yeah. time. So, yeah, I yeah. agree. I think there's going to be a lot more of like the Ramos size uh, center backs, like six foot, six one, yeah, uh, five eleven. Size, that's a, especially if you have athleticism, you can make up for it a lot with like set pieces. If you're six six one, just get them doing a lot of box drills, and they can get a lot of verticality on their jumping and stuff. 
it's 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 more of a thing to be able to. I mean, even I mean, even you know this in uh, sports like football. Like, it's not necessarily about being tall. It's about how high you can get. Like, I found so, his name. Uh, who? Federico Fazio. Oh, I was Fazio. thinking about big, big thinking tree for, man. I was thinking Fabrizio. <laughs> One of my favorite band bands, six five. Yeah, six five and moves runs at runs at uh, forty and nine seconds. Right. Um, another center back, your boy Tadebo from alone from Barcelona to Nice. Uh, kind of, he's a good one. But I guess I think, he can't I really... think that's a great pickup for for underachiever Todibo. I mean, uh, underachiever uh, uh, Nice. Um, Todibo's pretty good. He's pretty cool, and I, I I don't think he's still. I mean, I'm gonna keep it real. I, he might even be ready to play in Barcelona, but it's just like you still get you're still starting PK out there because maybe the contract he's making is probably bonkers too. Um, uh, he got you know he's gotten that secure money, so he's getting baller money right now. Um, but. I think he was a pretty good player. I think he's a pretty good player. Um, I think Barcelona would be kind of a, like a, a, a refreshed team. It would have been cool to see them with like, you know, Firpo there and and, and, and Todibo starting. All these guys just kind of getting more minutes, you know, Umtiti back there. It would have been kind of cool to see that kind of lineup going out there and uh, newer faces and uh, than, than previously before. But, you know, they're still holding on to the classics. So, um it's, it's a good loan, um, especially I think it's always good for a defender to get loaned out to France to really see, like, to get test out, you know, their athleticism, how they can handle speed in a different type of game because it's hard-pressed to leave from playing in Spain and uh, France and playing bad in the league after that. Like, France is a really good, like, uh, test of your skill to go play there. Yeah, I mean, he's he he's from France. He, he came from uh, Toulouse. But I guess he was loaned out last season too. And He was. This season he was at Benfica, but he didn't really play that much. So I don't even know. I thought he was there, but um, no, uh, whatever. Um, but it's good for Nice because Dante's uh, out for the season. They need some more center back help. Yeah, shout out, shout out Dante Trubiano. Yeah, include and another Trubiano, your cousin. Um, your boy uh, Sammy Kadira mentioned him earlier. To Hertha Berlin, loan from Juve. I don't know when's the last time he played for real. I, I have no comment on Sammy Kadira trade uh, loan updates. Who did he play for? He 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 was on Juve, but he, he's he's going to Hertha Berlin. He definitely has played Juve since like 2018, but I'm down. <laughs> I'm gonna see right this now. This dude Kadira has a, a, he has one Copa Italia appearance this whole year. How did he played in 12 matches? When? Oh, that's 2019, dog. He ain't played yeah. this year yet. Yeah, no, he hasn't played this season. Um, yeah, I, I was like looking at some another, comments another that were. I was gonna have some comments that were like, "Thank you so much for getting him off our like, getting him," but I'm like, he, he, "It's only a loan, though." Um, I mean, it's just one of the things where no one else wants to pick that salary. Actually, he's literally made zero appearances this year in Italy. He's had zero. He's been chilling at the crib eating donuts, um, just like Eden Hazard, fat ass has. So um, he finally got loaned out. I like Sammy Kadira, though, as a player. Always I do like Sammy Kadira. Um, Sammy Kadira, uh, you know, I have my feelings about players and when they play for certain countries, but big shout-out to Kadira. Um, you know, he did the damn thing. I like him. And I always have respect for for a slow center, center defend, uh, defensive midfielder because whenever they show me this wide array of skill sets that a lot of athletic defenders, uh, center defensive mids can't do, big respect. Like, he has a he has such a, a graceful touch, um, passing, beautiful passing. He almost reminded me of – um. Um, Alonso and Real Madrid when he played for them. Like, he has, like, that kind of style. Um, and always adapted really well to when he played for the German national team, too. So, shout out to Sam Kadir, great player. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it goes. I mean, hopefully he can uh, raise up Hertha Berlin. I can't be having my boy Guendouzi on a team getting relegated. I mean, he, they're probably, probably going to take Guendouzi's spot. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> no, I actually, like, it sucks because I never, because I do have the ESPN, uh, like, your ESPN Plus login, but I just... I, I clicked on the game one time and I unclicked it. Like, I never, I never... It started up, I was like, am I really about to watch Hertha Berlin right now? Lord, <laughs> I can't do it today. Maybe on a Tuesday. Like, I watch the highlights, but, like, I, I I always forget to go on there and watch matches, and I did it not too long ago, so I'll try to do it. Yeah. The only thing is, I've had a hard time with them. They used to have a really easy database for watching past games, and it's, like, really weird now. Now it's like, it's like they don't want me to find the old games. You, you know what? Um, ESPN Plus, like, you can do it on the Roku, like, on the TV, right? Yeah. Okay, that's that's you what can, I need just, to do. You just do ESPN and it'll click you to ESPN Plus. Okay, because that's what I need to do because like I've been yeah, on you can put ESPN on there, yeah, Roku, yeah. yeah. Um the biggest the biggest transfer that's happened so far 2021, your boy DeAndre Yellen to Galatasaray from Newcastle. He's played 10 matches this season for Newcastle, but he is off to Galatasaray for free. Free transfer. Um, your boy DeAndre Yellen. He might like it out there. Um, uh, uh, Yellen's kind of kind of turned up. Anyways, um, uh, I was gonna say that I was watching. Um, I, I, one day I clicked on like a comment about on uh, ESPN FC, like on like a Newcastle game. Oh man, do those fans like to rip Yellen a new one? Jesus Christ! Oh, really? they, be, they be going in on the dog. He was definitely on the outs. They were talking about if only he knew how to do anything else but just run. Oh <laughs> yeah, I heard that he was just running a lot and uh, losing that ball. He, he's probably having the Hakimi effect for them. So um, uh, Yedlin, I like Yedlin a lot. Uh, that's the homie, straight out of Seattle Sounders, real one in these streets. Always got love for Yedlin. Um, a, a real American still doing it out there. You know, one of the, I think he was one of the big first, first like big like new era big moves for the guys. You know, I know Clint Dempsey in the plastic for Fulham or whatever and had his moves and stuff like that. But in the newer era, he was the first one to kind of really do it because, you know, he kind of came onto that Tottenham team when Tottenham was kind of getting a little bit of that swag. Then he got loaned out to Newcastle. Newcastle had that resurgence. Um, uh, so that was. He went to Sunderland. He, he never even played for Tottenham. He went to Sunderland. I know. I'm saying, like, but he was signed to Tottenham. I was like a thing to talk about. And uh, then he went to Newcastle. Went to Newcastle when they were kind of at their low, and they came back up with them. So, shout out. You know, he got to play alongside one of my favorite slept on French players, Saint Maximilian Pegasus. Uh, slept on. Uh, slept on forever. But yeah, so big ups to them. I think he went to Sunderland for a second too, though. I did. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, and then he went to Newcastle. Someone's garbage. Um, so yeah. Um, yes. Um, but yeah. So that's that's interesting. We'll see. I don't really know anything about Galatasaray this season, but uh, hopefully, as I texted to you, like it sucks because usually Galatasaray is in Europe playing, and that'd have been cool. Like at least you go somewhere you can play in Europe. I've I've watched more Turkish league games this season than German league at all. So I'll say that. Yeah, they got watching Bashkitas versus Fenerbahce. I was like, I was kind of low key turned up watching that. I was kind of getting it cracking because <laughs> I actually kind of watched because I hope it was a fight. To be honest with you, <laughs> that that is that is racist. Sir. Does that mean that's racist? They always show no. I'm just saying they always show. It was like fights and arguments in that league. What's up with that league? Is so turnt. I'm not saying crowds. I'm saying the actual players. Not all the players are Turkish. You idiot. Whoa. Um, okay, another no, a non-transfer, but something that uh, people were expecting to see. Your boy Deli uh, Bamadele Ali is staying at Tottenham for the rest of the season. People were there's a big speculation he was going to go to PSG. That would have sucked. PSG dodged a bullet. Nice. <laughs> 
I also kind of think that Mourinho is just like literally evil. And Deli Ali probably was like, oh, I want to leave. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. And like all these rumors came out. He probably he made like, it so hard. Yeah, he was probably like, no. He, he's like, no, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> like behind yeah. the scenes, like, no, don't let him go. I want him to he's stay probably here. probably going to be the one player that Mario always has every season that has this, 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 this weird youth player spat with De Bruyne, Lukaku. There's just examples of like these players that like just like Mario decides to be a weirdo with, and it's probably Deli Ali this time. Um the only reason I didn't want to see Deli Ali go to PSG is because it's like, why? Why? Like, what? Wh- that's not the position that like you need right now. Why would you want anybody to even take a minute away from from? I've already reached my ceiling, Cap Verratti. Like, I don't even know like what we're doing there. You have actually a gang of midfielders. So, like, what? What's really the deal? If anything, I would have been. Hoping you guys would – it would be kind of cool if they maybe got, like, someone like a Todibo or something like that alone or whatever, just anything to maybe sure up the defensive line or just something to help out their attackers because they'd be looking mad. they looking mad scraggly out there in some of those games. I'm like, what, where are you getting these uh, uh, these Sunday league players from? That's, I, I might I might put on a jersey 94 another day, just get out there, get it cracking. So it'd be looking weird sometimes out there, especially early in the season. But, um, yeah, so – I you know, it's 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 just not the time right now. I think maybe like maybe if like Verratti had left, you know, during this transfer window, I could have seen them loaned in Deli Ali just to like do something. And I would have respected. It. I'm like, oh, they just they're just trying, like whatever. Like he can run around and pass a ball. That's all you really got to do out here. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no reason for him to go to PSG other than yeah. to just be potentially clouded up playing with Mbappe and Neymar. Um, but yeah. I think that Mourinho wants to like Mourinho wants him to suffer on the bench. Like, yeah, I think he has sadistic it. personality for sure, like sadistic tendencies, like especially with certain players. It's weird sometimes. Yeah, I hope there's like, a scandal one day. Go ahead. Yeah, and and I I, I did look up his politics, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a right winger. Really? Um, yeah, I remember looking it up uh, really? years ago on the po- like really? for the podcast. I'm actually kind of surprised. I mean, I'm actually kind of surprised that low key I am. I, from from what I remember, and the, I, like. As I was saying earlier, like we've been doing, we made a podcast yeah. so long that you we can say years ago in referring to episodes. Dope yet sad. Go ahead. <laughs> like I remember looking up because because it was when we were talking about him being uh, senile, and I was like, what are his politics? And 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 from what I remember, they were saying he votes right wing in Portugal. Interesting, because I always thought like you know, but of course, disclaimer: right wing is a lot different than in Portugal than here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It may be because, like, coming from the American perspective, I've always kind of felt like he said things that were kind of more, like, left than anything. But probably because, like, it's out there and also he's talking to the media. So, yeah, I'm I'm sure he does, actually, to be honest with you. Yeah. He does have a Uh, black wife, though. African wife. Okay, African. (laughs) Yeah, African wife. I mean. Racist. Who? (laughs) I'm willing to call her black, but you got to at least see a picture of her first. But she was born in Angola. It was a colony of Portugal. From the Portuguese. He's Portuguese. That's great to know. Who? Who? It was colonized by the Portugal, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. I mean, she was born in Africa. So, good for you, man. Who? Mourinho, great job, man. You're you're, you're doing great. Yeah, you're doing more than you. (laughs) I put in more work in the streets, though, but go ahead. But did, but did you did you marry an African? I, no, <laughs> that's not on my resume as of yet. 
2021 is a long year. Um, also, last one. Um, expected news. I, I've seen that it happened. I don't know if it's happened yet, but um, they're saying Neymar is going to sign an extension with PSG, which which they're saying it's a four-year extension. Is probably not going to be four years. We'll see, but it'll at least keep them there for two seasons at least. I'm assuming they want to do four years because they want to keep them at five total every year or something like that, or close to five-year total contract. Um, well, it's going to be at least because three, three seasons have gone by, right? I'm sorry? Three seasons no, no, have gone this by? No, this is a four-year extension. I know. I'm saying like three seasons have gone by since he's been there, right? Three three seasons, I think? Neymar's he came in 2017. Yeah. So he probably signed a five-year deal when he came in. Yeah. I get it. He's within that like less than two-year window, so they probably want to get him on a new one. Yeah, I mean, extensions in soccer – only meant to like drive up the value of a player when the, he probably wanted honestly they probably want to just redo his clause more than they really want to do the contract that's probably what he really wanted because if he does get out on transfer you want to be able to redo that transfer fee a little bit so it doesn't sound too crazy or you they get more out of it who knows but that's what's up um you know i mean i wouldn't really recommend you go to barcelona right now my guy so maybe if Messi leaves that'd be a good time to go turn up a little bit start over you like starting over so go ahead I could see if Messi leaves, like I could see him going back um, to Barcelona, maybe, maybe. But, I feel like uh, it take Messi and like a, a Griezmann going. They really got to get some financial security a little bit. True. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because on some level, I think that Neymar likes playing at Paris um, because, and we've discussed this before, like, He's really not the type of player who wants to take on so much pressure. And there is pressure at Paris, but there's not so much. No. Like, there is some, like, yeah, you know, we want to win the Champions League, you know, we want but it's like, you're not, like, you don't have to, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? And also, you play in France. It's not as, like, intense pressure as playing in EPL or playing for certain teams in Spain. Um so I, I, I agree with that. I agree with you, but also I feel that it's like he probably has a little more sense of hope in him after last season getting to the final. Um, you know, he is a he's a competitor. He's a competitor. Yeah, and sure. if and if I'm if I'm one of the top players in the world, I'm, I am a competitor. The previous seasons getting bounced early, being injured, yeah, I want to get the hell out. I'm over this shit. Like honestly, I'm over it. But after coming off that final, like getting close to that, getting right there, like you can, you literally got to see the trophy when you're walking out. You want to chase that feeling. So, so I get it. He probably wants to come back. Think we can do this. We can do this. This might be that little window where Mbappe's still there. He's still there. Like we have this little window. Let's just give it one more crack. And if I have to do an extension for it, whatever, let's get it cracking. So I, I, you know, do your thing. I, I didn't want him to dip, honestly. Uh, like right now, you know, I want to see if they could try again. We'll see what the deal is. But let's focus on winning that league first. Yeah. <laughs> um also um Mbappe Mbappe's contract I think is over this summer too. So he didn't resign yet. No. So it'll yeah. take like they're they're talking about, you know, he he like Neymar has said I hope Mbappe stays. So, you know, we'll see. Mbappe might be like, like I grew up here, dog. I want to see something different. <laughs> Mbappe's out of there. He's gone. <laughs> He's gone, dog. You're out of I here. Mean, I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, Mbappe might be like, look, he's looking. He's looking at Donut Boy over here in Real Madrid and said, "Time to shine, baby." Donut <laughs> Boy out for another six weeks again. I'm time to go back. 
Mbappe will definitely have to adjust his game at Real Madrid. He de- him and Neymar both play like a very individualistic type of football playing there in, at Paris. It, it's, it's not good, you know. Um, it makes for good highlights and stuff, but I think when, when he gets to Real Madrid, if, if he goes to Real Madrid, he'll have to do something different. I agree, uh, um, especially to like, you know, me and you both really enjoy watching players, and we watch players to a scout perspective without them realizing we're really scouting. It's just like natural in us. Like, it's not like I turn on this like scout mode. I'm watching a player, and what I'm enjoying is my scouting of him. I'm like, oh, look at that movement. Oh, look at his off ball movement. Oh, look how he has the ball. Like, and I get obsessed with certain players because I really enjoy their style. So, like recently, of course, for me has been like a player like Rafael Leon. Like, I'm really obsessed with watching the Milan. Like, it's it's fun to watch him play. Like. He, he has so many similarities to, like, when I watch him, as of course, he's so young. It's like I see so many similarities of, like, a real, what, I, what I really would want in a good winger. Like, good size, good speed, and really good ball control. I'm like, now we, we have something to work with here. So when I look at players at Real Madrid seem to have this fantasy about, that's the kind of player I'd be scouting, or a player like that. I'm like, hmm, you know. We're looking for someone to plug and play a little bit or just build in this right role or right, right, build within the right thing that we're asking for in this position. Right now, th- these annoying fans and people don't feel like Vinicius is that kind of guy right now, right? But that's because you're not looking at Vinicius being Vinicius. Like, you know, the, the rumors and stuff are, like, being ridiculous. So players like that, Mbappe would have to adjust. Other players have to adjust. But there's also players out there I think that would be a good role for that too. And Mbappe, I think, absolutely would have to adjust coming to Real Madrid. Um, I don't know what Mbappe would play at Real Madrid. Would he be a left winger? Would he be a striker? It'd be, it'd be kind of like it'd be kind of interesting to see like what he'd be really doing for the team. This fool had to get Vinicius in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, break my heart. It's all untouchable. They say he's Ooh. untouchable. I, I do think that Mbappe would prefer to play on the left. Um, oh yeah, no, I don't mean left to right. I just mean like left or like a little more central. I don't know what he wants to do. So yeah, I, I, I would imagine he wants to play on the wing. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Like, I do think that, and I mean, and I feel like this is obvious that Mbappe is more replaceable than Neymar. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but I do think that. PSG could be more successful with someone like, I mean, I would love to say Rafael Leal. I haven't watched him play in a, since Milan days. Um, but like, I think they would be more successful with someone like Son than Mbappe. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because Mbappe is a big star now. And it's, and, and he has a lot of expectations. He's playing in his hometown, you know, Neymar is the big it's – it's, it's a lot of ego, you know? And even if they play well with each other and they're cool with each other, like when when Mbappe isn't scoring goals, he's really frustrated. And it's, a while, he ain't doing too too amazingly either. And, it, and it's and it's way more visible with him not scoring goals than it is with Neymar even. He's easy on um, you. So I think that PSG would be better off just, just, like, a, just like how they had to get rid of Cavani. You know, sometimes you can't have too many of those uh, personalities there. So I could see them being more successful with, like, Neymar, Moises Keen, uh, maybe even get rid of Di Maria. But, um, but with uh, – Yeah, so Di Maria, so, you, know, you know them lazy ain't holding up for long. Someone like Son or some other, like, winger 
per person who's like a baller, you know? Don't don't get sewn because I will become I'll literally buy a PSG sewn jersey so fast. That'd be so hard to rock that. <laughs> um okay. Anyway, that's that's it for the transfers and loans. Real quick, you know what I'm saying? You know, we cover everything over here. We made a podcast. You know, we talk about NBA when we feel like it. We talk about handball when we feel like it. But we got a big event coming up on Sunday. We got the NFL. We got the Super Bowl. We got old-ass Tom Brady. If you ever, please, anybody, look, if you want to know who Tom Brady really is, go on, I don't know about YouTube, but go on World Star and just search Tom Brady Kiss. Just do that. <laughs> World star. Uh, Make sure you use a VPN too so you don't get your, your phone, your, your computer look, hacked. Look, it's all World Star. It, i seen it all World Star. It's all World Star. How many times? Is that, how many times I watch it? <laughs> <laughs> this whole Caesar right here. Um, but yeah, Tom Brady, 43 years old. Um, Damn, did it. Yep, it, it comes up. Um, <laughs> Caesar, the thumbnail picture is wild. You got a little world star. Um, what's the name? Uh, we got Tom Brady, 43 years old, going against uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Tom Brady of the Bucks, Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs. Yeah, 20 years younger. Indeed. Uh, you know, I'm probably not gonna watch the whole game, but I'll, I'll I'll check out some of it. You 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 want to watch the weekend halftime performance? He was a we made a music award winner for you. Who is it? The weekend. Oh really? I'll watch that. Oh my god! I'm just kidding. I watch it on YouTube because I'm not gonna watch the game. But um, so give me give me a prediction. I, I think this might be the year you watch the least NFL because you you can you watch a little tiny. Yeah, bit. this is definitely my least. I. Didn't even know. I was shocked they were playing. I was like, what the hell? Um, the people talking about oh, LA Rams, I'm like, they, that we still have a team here? Wow. Um, <laughs> I thought that foreclosed. Uh, uh, I'm definitely going to say that I think, like, the Bucks are going to get destroyed. Really? Yeah, that's my prediction. I have no basis. And I have nothing to go off of this. But I think it's going to be a Tom Brady flop. Well, they were saying that about because they because they just uh, had to play Green Bay in Green Bay, and they were like, "Oh, he's too old. It's going to be so cold." He balled out, and then and, and, and the Bucks won. I mean, I think it's like I think it's I'm literally just being a fool. Like Tom Brady is uh, one of is literally the greatest quarterback in NFL history, hands down. Like he's literally like ridiculous, and he only further proved that not even by winning all those championships, by going to freaking Tampa Bay. And then still getting it cracking. That that shows you. You can't even say, "Oh, it's system based." My guy, he did it down there too. He did it in freaking Florida and Tampa Bay. Ugh. So, ask. Look what the Bucks record was last year. Didn't come at me. So you know they probably gonna ball out. Probably gonna win. But just because I'm bored and I haven't not watched all season, I'm just gonna say it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be one of those games, just like when we watched Seattle, where it just got ridiculous. Like the Seattle. Seattle. I'm I'm hoping it's that game. There, everybody's like upset that after like one quarter is boring. I hope it's like that. <laughs> um, they they're playing in Florida, in Tampa, actually. I, I yeah, because they can't play nowhere damn else. But it's like a COVID bomb happening. <laughs> well, dogs, Caesar, it's crazy because obviously, like the NFL teams are in a lot of like you know kind of rural places. 
I seen games. I'm like, there's hella people in the stands. There were like Tennessee, Cleveland. Indiana had like uh, a group of players too. I was like, there's a lot of people there. Kansas City, like I'm like, yo, there's. I thought it was really weird that that weekend highlight and things where was like that. They were talking about that lady screaming at LeBron James. Like y'all got fans and stuff going on. What the hell? Georgia was in Ohio. Never, I'm like, wow. Georgia never closed, so never. <laughs> oh, it was the Hawks, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, they were playing Atlanta. I thought, I thought it was the Cleveland because their jerseys look just like the Cleveland Cavaliers. Caesar, obviously, we made a podcast. Instagram follows many Atlanta residents. And anybody who I'm like, they never closed down out there, sir. They're, they're still doing concerts now. there. I'm not they, snitching, though. They are doing all kinds of all, all the All the clubs are open. All of them. All of them. No sir. question. No question. Anyway, we made a podcast. Um, I kind of want to name this uh, uh, Gucci Flip Flops. <laughs> I mean, at this point, CBS, come on. They like Gucci's, right? They like Gucci shoes. Dude, dude show the picture of uh, messing them damn flip flops. Um, we made a podcast episode 188. Unbelievable. And, Caesar, still, we're we're talking about forty four months. That's a Fed sentence. We have not missed a week. Forty four months, and I hope everyone has uh, goals this month, as I have. I have goals on Black History Month. I have goals for Black History Month. Hope some people do, whether you are black or not. Just just to get in touch more with the culture, understand a culture that is very much a part of American history. Um, that's my goal. Learn a little bit something. Just find out something I didn't know before. I want to learn a little bit more. Do a little bit more reading. So that's my goal. Um, also, Vinicius Jr., the, the fact that they, how dare they have Transformers about Vinicius Jr. on Black History Month is a shamble. It's a shamble to everything. Marlo, the, the Deep South. You, you want to read? You want to read this book? The Deep. I'm down South. to make that my goal. I'll read that. The, the United States, Brazil, and the African slave trade. I want to read that. I mean, I always call Brazil the real Deep South for the longest. But go ahead. The deepest South. I used to say y'all. It, they used to make jokes about, oh, there's a dirty South. I'm like, you don't even know what a real dirty South is. My they don't know about diapers. You don't know nothing about going below that equator. You don't know nothing about them diapers, B. Yeah, no one tell you anything about them diapers, but you. You know what that Uganda? <laughs> I'll never forget that damn picture you sent me. You're like, oh yeah, this is like where it looked like I sent you a video, like I'm hanging out in damn Liberia. And you're like, oh yeah, this is where my dad's family lives. Like, God damn. <laughs> you want to hey, you want to talk about overachiever right here, baby? I overachieved the hell. Whenever I go back to Brazil, I get humbled, sir. I mean, man, <laughs> your boy made it out. Luana, don't listen to this part. She definitely not I, here after two hours. I seen that picture. I was like, Gee. I was like, you, thought, you said you going to Brazil. I know he's going to Africa. What the hell? That, that's that's what I want. I want to set you up. But yeah, we're gonna have fun. Be bougie. Take you all the rough gutter places. Caesar, I'm telling you right now, I can't go to a developing country. I gotta be rich. I gotta be I around know. the rich people. I know. I, I would never. I would never do that to my friends. I'm not doing that. I, like, Even if I, I had I, friends that were like, i just genuinely curious. I'd be like, I'm the wrong one to go to because I ain't ratting out on my people like this. I'm not doing that. If we're going to Brazil, I'm making it Club Med all the way, baby. We're going hard. 
I'm not doing that because I'm not exposing my country to you like this. I'm not doing this. I'm not letting you go home with diaper pics of us like this. Like, I already know. You're not going to be walking on no no streets where there's just straight dirt and no road. There's going to be pavement wherever we are. Like, unless it's a I'm, beach. I'm already aware that that exists there. I'm not trying to go somewhere and experience poverty. Um, like, I don't want to do that. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. Right. And, 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 and part of it is because you know, I used to be in the deep south here, so I've seen some pretty, some bad stuff. I know it's ten times worse there. I don't want to do it. Like we're never going to go on a bus in Brazil. Just know that. I'm going to go on only a bus rental to- cars. We're not going no goddamn bus. The bus is the ultimate test of 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 of, 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 of poverty. It's intense on there, dog. But but not like the city bus though. I don't want to go on that bus. <laughs> oh no, we only take the AC bus. The AC bus is lit. The little 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 fifteen seater. That's the lit bus. Yeah. When that AC bus pull up, I'm like, let's go. It's about to be set at thirty two degrees. Let's go, dog. And I don't I might, need Celsius. <laughs> I might want to hire some damn security while we're there too. Okay, yeah. I knew somebody like went there on top of highway to Brazil, and they like literally had like a driver the whole time. Like that's how to get it cracking. Uh, he, he pulled up a, in like all black Ford Focus, and like, that's how to get it cracking right there. Uh, he better have a damn uh, couple pistols on him too. I wouldn't uh, doubt that. And you know Brazil got no tent laws. Them 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 window tents was like one percent, dog. I'm like, how are you even seeing out of this car? <laughs> it's a straight black paint. <laughs> anyway, we made it huh. <laughs> we made a podcast episode 188. 44 months, never missed a week. Insane. Um, all different hairstyles still here. We need the international call up. The the, the best thing about watching all episodes is just seeing how like I have have serious issues with keeping the same hairstyle for two, 44 months. Let's go. I'm not, I'm not concerned. It's definitely an adventure from the beginning episodes to like now. Like what's going on here? I'm not concerned with your hair. Um, I am. But, <laughs> but yeah, make sure you subscribe wherever and you're probably not here anymore. So holler.